You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Be sure to check out www.dailynews.com. WDW Daily News provides articles and other information about the Walt Disney Company and more. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at WDW Daily News, a proud partner of Sorcerer Radio. You are going to be a force for good and a very important sorcerer. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Are you insane? You're listening to Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Time for your weekly dose of Disney news. This is Chris Rowe. Time for the biggest Disney hits. That's how you know. That's how you know he's your Jeff Davis and DW60 on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Clap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort on DW60. This is Chris Rowe. Time for the headlines from the Walt Disney World Resort. It's DW60's Press Row here on Sorcerer Radio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the Weeby Geeks Network, and now on the Anchor app. Jeff Davis here with you. Wherever you may be listening, we're glad that you're here to find out what is happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. So what do I mean when I say thought-provoking Disney talk? I mention that phrase sometimes on the podcast, thought-provoking Disney talk. What does it mean? It means discussing Disney and the decisions that they make that really makes you stop and think for a moment. Was that a good idea, Disney? Why are you changing that, Disney Imagineers? And last week during Press Row, a listener did just that. They stopped and they thought for a moment. Hmm. How many days has it been since we've had a nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom? 507 days. But does it matter? Does Disney really care? Do you really care? How does Disney, Walt Disney World, and the Magic Kingdom continue to go on? One listener played devil's advocate and made a very interesting point. A post was made in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone that said, Hey Jeff Davis, why won't Walt Disney World bring back the Main Street Electrical Parade? I loved that parade because it was so great well here's one of the comments replying to that question and i want you to listen very closely to it okay richard said this playing devil's advocate here has the absence of a nighttime parade truly hurt disney's bottom line magic kingdom is still the most visited theme park on the planet And they just raised prices again for admission. Those are not indicative of a park that is experiencing attendance problems. If the Magic Kingdom had zero nighttime spectaculars, no fireworks, no castle shows, nothing, then the absence would be more noticeable. It's a thorn in the side of of hardcore fans. Yes, but Magic Kingdom is apparently doing fine without it. All four parks have something to do at night. Even the park that currently is barely a half-day visit, Hollywood Studios. Then Colby said this in response to that. He said, Richard is right. 
Disney has no tangible motivation to carry a nighttime parade at Magic Kingdom. Jeff does a magnificent job of maintaining the pressure of accountability. But we all know that Disney continues to practically print their own money despite our pleas. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's talk about accountability for a second. What do you expect when you take a Disney Parks vacation? I mean, you expect to see Mickey Mouse, right? I mean, what would you say if you went to Walt Disney World and cast members told you that Mickey is not going to be available during your trip at any of the Walt Disney World theme parks? You would hold Disney accountable saying, that's not a Disney vacation without Mickey? Are you kidding me? Accountability. You expect to enjoy your favorite attractions. You expect to have that same dining experience you had at a Disney restaurant. If you didn't have the same staples that you normally do at a Disney park, you would hold Disney accountable for not having something like Mickey Mouse available at least somewhere. That's what I'm doing. I'm holding Disney accountable for not being prepared to replace the Main Street Electrical Parade with a new parade. Or for bringing Paint the Night to Walt Disney World. Thought-provoking Disney talk. That's really what it's all about. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to mention this every single week. No, that's not what Press Row is all about by any means. Just one thing. It's about everything at Walt Disney World that happens that makes you stop and think. Is that the right thing for Disney to be doing? Should we hold Disney accountable? For the decisions that they make for us Disney fans. Yes, we should. And that's what I'm doing. I'm keeping the fact that there is no nighttime parade at Walt Disney World relevant. I don't want it to get lost in the constant posts on social media. To where nobody mentions it anymore. Sure, people talked about it right afterwards. Well, Main Street Electrical Parade is gone. And people talked about it for about a week. And then they just stopped. No different than what just happened the other day. Over at Pirates of the Caribbean, Disney told us, we're changing the scene with the redhead. We're making the scene more politically correct. People went into a frenzy for about a week to a week and a half. And then it just disappeared. And now recently, it's reared its ugly head once again in posts all over social media. Today's the last day for We Wants the Redhead. You know why it was mentioned again? Not only because it was the last day, but because people forgot. Nobody really kept it relevant. I want to keep the fact that there is no nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom more relevant so that you don't forget. Let me shift into this. If you're going to be riding the very popular Avatar Flight of Passage attraction, that's over there in Pandora, World of Avatar. It's at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Very popular attraction. Very popular. Three, four, five-hour waits to get onto this attraction. You're going to be handed a warning card before you get on it from now on. Much like the cards that you get before getting on the attraction Mission Space over at Epcot. Now, from what we're reading, cast members have been verbally telling people about the warnings of the attraction. This is what could happen. This is what you need to be expecting. Well, a lot of guests were not aware. 
and weren't verbally told, so they had to be giving out these passes now. So you're going to get a pass, and it's going to have all the warnings on there if you're afraid of heights or being jerked around and enclosed spaces. You're going to be on an attraction vehicle that's going to lock you in, and you cannot get up, blah, blah, blah. They're going to give you that, and they're going to, you're going to have to return it before you get onto the attraction itself. So that's just a heads up for you, really, to let you know, yeah, this, this attraction has these things. And if you're reading this and it bothers you, or if you have heart problems or anything else, you don't need to ride this attraction. So Disney's just you know covering themselves if something were to happen. All right. So have you ever eaten over at Pinocchio Village Haas? Me? I think I've eaten there once. Right there next to Small World over in the Magic Kingdom. This is interesting. They are set to start a buffet-style dinner service coming very, very soon. Real similar to what they're doing over at the Be Our Guest restaurant. Counter service during the day, dining experience, and table service at night. From what the cast members are saying, guests will find offerings in a buffet-style dinner. Priced at about $22 per adult, $12 per child. From what we hear, the food's going to be Italian food, such as salads, ziti, chicken parmesan, flatbreads, pasta alfredo, Italian cakes, stuff like that. Reservations should be opening up soon, but they have not said anything about a starting date. Do we need another buffet in Walt Disney World? We've got a lot of them already. Some say that we do. Some say it makes it more convenient to just walk in, get what you need off the buffet, be done with your meal, and continue on throughout the day in the Magic Kingdom or wherever you may be in the Walt Disney World Resort. I mean, it's not the first buffet offered in the restaurant uh they did a morning thing a while back what was it two years ago they opened up a couple of hours early for people in the magic kingdom and they offered somewhat of a breakfast buffet there at pinocchio's i like italian i'll probably try it out just to see but it's going to be popular for the next well probably Six to 12 months. People wanting to check it out. People wanting to eat. You get to eat and watch Small World as it goes by. Hmm. Okay. Nice. So we'll have to wait and see. Get some reviews on that and find out what's going on with all that. All right. Last month, Disney's Animal Kingdom welcomed the first hippo to be born at the park in 13 years. Last week, the park revealed the baby hippo's calf is male and has been named Augustus. The calf and his mom, Tuma, may be spotted on Kilimanjaro Safari and Wild Africa Trek because Nile hippos are vulnerable species with a declining population. Augustus' parents, Tuma and Henry, were chosen to breed through the special survival plan overseen by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums as part of its effort to ensure healthy and diverse animal populations for the future. So make sure you check that out at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Tickets are now on sale for the next edition of Star Wars Galactic Nights event on May 27th, 2018 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, ages 10 and up, you're going to pay $129 per person. Ages 3 to 9 is $124 per person, not including tax. Visit uh, DisneyWorld.com for more information and to purchase tickets. Annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members can get a $10 ticket discount. All you have to do is follow the instructions on the site to log in. No new details about this edition of the event have been published published as of yet. But we, but we do know it follows the release of Solo, a Star Wars Story Like the last edition, though, of the event back in December, the advertised details of the event include a one-night-only panel discussion taking you behind the scenes at the all-new land Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, plus character encounters and special photo opportunities, a projection show on the Hollywood Tower Hotel on Sunset Boulevard, previously called Star Wars Galactic Destinations, but so far not named in the announcement that we have seen so far with this event. Star Wars, a galaxy far, far away stage show, Jedi training, trials of the temple for the youngsters. Star Wars, a galactic spectacular fireworks 
special food, beverage offerings, special merchandise, and of course, most of the park's attractions open for the duration of the event with shorter wait times. That's always nice, mostly because the attendees are mostly waiting in lines to meet characters. Lots of Star Wars characters are going to be going around. So if you want to go to that, check out the information over at DisneyWorld.com. Want to say congratulations, though, to the team at Victoria and Albert's at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. The restaurant received the AAA Five Diamond Award for the 18th consecutive year. There are only 68 Five Diamond restaurants in North America. For the first time ever, the restaurant also received the 2018 Forbes Travel Guide Five Star Award, and there are only 64 recipients worldwide. That's crazy. Wow. Victoria and Alberts is the only restaurant in Florida to receive both awards. You can read more information about the restaurant at victoria-alberts.com. Reservations can be made online or by calling 407-WDW DVNA up to 180 days in advance. And from uh, my non-experience, I can't tell you how good it is, but from the experience of others that I've talked to, Victorian Alberts is absolutely phenomenal and truly a unique dining experience. Nicole and I have got to get in there one of these days. I've just got to save up quite a bit, I guess, in order to dine there. But uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to do it. Finally, St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner. Now, we have mentioned that the Raglan Road Mighty St. Patrick's Festival is going to be bringing three days of nonstop live Irish music, family fun, and late night revelry to Disney Springs with eight award-winning bands on the pub's grand room and patio stages from March 16th through the 18th. The Raglan Road Irish Dancers will also perform throughout the festival. And then on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, guests will be seated on a first-come, first-serve basis with a $10 cover charge for guests 18 and older. Now, you can read more about the uh, festival and the bands on the festival's webpage if you want to check that out uh, as well. Reservations can be booked for the other festival days by calling 407-938-0300. Now, Raglan Road wants you to celebrate the right way, and this is what they told us to tell you. Please don't call the holiday St. Paddy's. It's either St. Patrick's Day or St. Paddy's. P-A-D-D-Y apostrophe S, not T-T-Y. So don't say patties. It's patties. Also, a shamrock has three leaves, not four. That would be a clover. Americans, they say, invented the St. Patrick's Day Parade in 1737 in Boston, not over in Ireland. Most Irish pubs do a full month's business on St. Patrick's Day. Guinness sells 13 million pints on St. Patrick's Day versus the usual 5 million daily. That's still quite a bit. Raglan Road, guess what? It's America's number one Irish pub. Also, green beer is an American invention, and Raglan Road does not serve green beer. Coming up, I've talked about this before. I warned you it was coming. And now all of a sudden, other Disney sites are starting to tell you about it as well. Your rumors are coming up next here on Press Row. Ready for some fun in the Disney parks? Don't forget your Sorcerer Radio gear. The Sorcerer Radio Shop has everything you need to show your SR pride in the parks. Pins, shirts, hats, and more. Before you begin your vacation, stop by the Sorcerer Radio Shop at srsounds.com slash shop. Sorcerer Radio is celebrating its 17th year of Disney music, and we'd like to thank the listeners for sticking with us. To celebrate, we're giving away free Sorcerer Radio stickers to all of our listeners. To receive your sticker, just send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to Sorcerer Radio, P.O. Box 207, Prairieville, Louisiana, 70769. That's Sorcerer Radio, P.O. Box 207, 
Prairieville, Louisiana, 70769. Thanks again, and here's to many more years of radio magic. Offer valid for U.S. residents. There's an adventure in every cup waiting for you at Expedition Roasters. And now, there's two new themed coffees waiting to be explored. Get your motor running with Route 66 Tire Fix. A smooth breakfast blend perfect for the world's fastest racing machine's big race, or just a low and slow cruise through town. Are you looking for something a little darker? Whether your day involves ruling the galaxy or simply crushing a rebellion, Dark Side Roast will give you the power to complete your day's mission. You'll never have to force yourself to awaken when you brew Dark Side Roast. So why not brew a little magic at your home? Try one of these new small batch roasted themed coffees, or pick up an old favorite at ExpeditionRoasters.com. And don't forget, Sorcerer Radio listeners can take 20% off your first order with code SR20. That's SR20 at ExpeditionRoasters.com. Brew your happy place. There's nothing quite like the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's the place where dreams come true. Moments last a lifetime, and enchantment is around every corner. The world tells you to grow up. Here, you never have to. Walt Disney World Resort. That's the power of magic. To book your magical Walt Disney World vacation, call Storybook Destinations at 1-844-TO-STORY today or visit storybookdestinations.com. Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Sorcerer Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at srsounds.com. I wasn't like every other kid, you know, who dreams about being an astronaut. I was always more interested in uh, what bark was made out of on a tree. Hey, how you doing? You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should never be allowed to talk to people. That's what I'm talking about! Let's get nuts! It's time for the DW60 Rumor of the Week. So a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys about the real possibility that Illumination's Reflections of Earth over in the World Showcase Lagoon at Epcot is going to be going away. And a lot of people are like, oh, golly gee whiz, no, no, not another one. First Wishes went away, then Main Street Electrical Parade went away, now Illuminations is going away. And I told you it was a real thing. This was going to happen. And recently, as of, well, a couple of days ago, now all of a sudden there are a few other Disney-related sites reporting the fact that Illuminations Reflections of Earth is going away quicker than what anybody had ever anticipated before. Now, some are referencing the fact that it's because of the, you know, huge changes that are coming to Epcot as to why Illuminations is going away. I told you something differently. And they have not mentioned that in their reports. But I'm going to tell you again. The real reason why Illuminations Reflections of Earth is going away is because the globe, the centerpiece of Illuminations, the barge itself is sinking. Disney has done as much patchwork as they can to keep this structure afloat. And so the time frame that they had in order to get a new show up and running was limited. They did not know how much longer the barge itself was going to stay afloat. So they had to move quickly. Now, according to these reports from these Disney-related sites, they're so close to getting ready to start this thing, the final instrumental versions of the show are being recorded this week. It's not because Epcot is going to have this huge major change before 2021. Well, okay, yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. But it just... I don't want to use the word confirm, because you know I don't like that word. But it gives the fact that the barge is sinking more truthfulness, is I guess the way I should put it. 
There's more truthfulness to the fact that the show has to stop no matter what. Because eventually, that portion of the show is not even going to be available anymore, and it's a big part of it. So when you see these other reports, yeah, it's really happening. The show's going to be gone. That's just the way it is. It's unfortunate. Yes, I do like Illuminations. Now, the other night, one of our Sorcerer Radio listeners was there in Epcot. And she was watching Illuminations. And uh, I said to her, I said, maybe the last time you get to see it. Another person commented said, we were walking around World Showcase and nobody was even paying attention to Illuminations while it was going on. There were very few people watching. What does that tell you? Even though the barge is sinking when it comes to the globe for Illuminations, it's time for it to finally go. So, what may be a rumor may actually be more truthfulness when it comes to Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. One other thing I want to mention in rumors, okay, we've talked a few times about It's a Small World in the Magic Kingdom and the fact that there was the rumor that It's a Small World was going to go away and the theme of Tangled, the Disney movie Tangled, would be implemented into that attraction. Rumor got lots of traction, lots of people posting about it, talking about it. We've even had emails here on Press Row talking about it's a small world. The more and more people talk about it, the more and more it is said from so many Disney-related sites, it's a small world is not going anywhere. The only Tangle-themed area that you're going to get are the charging stations and the bathrooms there in Fantasyland, and that's it. One Disney group on Facebook even went as far as to say, if you continue to mention that It's a Small World is going away and being replaced by Tangled, I'm going to basically ban you from our group for a full week. I'm going to mute you and almost ban you from our group for a full week. That's how much people are tired of hearing It's a Small World is going away. Because it's not. People would lose their minds. It's not going anywhere. Would we like to see a tangled attraction? I think it'd be great. I think it'd be wonderful. But I don't think it needs to replace It's a Small World. So, let's just go ahead and put that rumor to rest. It's email time. It's email time. Hey, everybody, it's email time. <laughs> Have one email that we need to get to this week. Says the following. Hi, Jeff. I love your show. I discovered you early fall and now rarely miss your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Says my family and I just returned from Disney yesterday for the Princess Half Marathon Weekend. We noticed several surprising things this trip. We stayed at the All-Stars and were very concerned about the new housekeeping requirements of room entry. Run Disney events start loading buses to the races at 3 a.m. and we were running in every event, so we planned plenty of late morning naps. The biggest surprise we could have experienced happened at check-in. I am not sure if it is temporary or if Disney is trying to make room checks more efficient, but they are now offering a $10 room credit for each day you decline full housekeeping. We declined housekeeping, but were able to request fresh towels and garbage pickup as much as we needed. We never used the door hangers, but know they entered our rooms daily. They left a card from the GM one day wishing us luck luck on our races. We loved how the new system, whether it be permanent or temporary, it gave our family another experience as we had several rooms. I wanted to let you know our experience as you've discussed it several times. The other change we noticed was in regards to the dining plan. 
We were excited about the inclusion of alcohol in the meals, but we didn't realize that it came at the cost of something else no longer being included. It may sound silly, but I'll explain more. At least for the regular dining plan, dessert is no longer included in quick service. Now the entrees are plenty of food and very filling. We didn't order dessert very often. Instead, we used the dessert to get an extra bottle of water to take with us. We ended up passing on the adult beverages for our quick service meals in order to get a bottle of water to take with us. We weren't huge fans of the changes to the dining plan. I'm not sure if we will continue to purchase the dining plan in the future. I'm curious as to what others are saying. Sincerely, Victoria Hassett. Victoria, thank you so much for your email. Definitely appreciate that. So we've talked about the whole entering of your room thing going on at Disney Parks. We talked about it quite a bit, actually. And I've expressed my dislike in it. For situations just like this, actually. Now, when it comes to some of the run Disney events... And you're, especially if you're doing all the events, you may, may not be the person after the race is over to immediately change clothes and head straight to the parks. You're tired. You want to rest. You want to take it easy. You want to take a nap. Like she said, early morning naps. I would have been doing the same thing. Probably early morning into late afternoon nap was probably what, what I would have done. But then you've got this thing to deal with where they want to enter your room whenever they want and just check things out, even though you've declined housekeeping services. The fact that they're giving you a $10 credit for declining services, I love that idea. I do like that. You can still get your towels. You can still get your trash taken out if you need to. That's fine. But in situations like this, run Disney events where families may want to rest a whole bunch without being disturbed, but instead, you're still going to have cast members entering your room. I just don't like it. It still, you know, just bothers me. really does. Who's to say that, you know, you were just in the bed, sleeping peacefully, because you just did a half marathon, you're exhausted... And you need that rest because you're going to go to the parks later on. And all of a sudden you get that knock on the door. Boom, boom, boom. Got to get up. Answer the door. What do you want? I need to come check your room. Ah, fine. Might as well stay up after that. I, I just don't like it. So to hear that somebody, you know dealt with that type of experience you know they did come when they weren't around apparently but the fact that they are doing it it just I hate hearing that I hate hearing that now as far as the Disney dining plan goes and the alcohol option not getting a dessert I don't know if a Disney dessert I'm sorry it means all that much to me with the dining plan. But at the same time, I don't know if an alcoholic beverage option does either. In my opinion, I would rather have the dessert. I like dessert. Especially like cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Oh, man. Or ice cream or something like that. I don't need to have an alcoholic beverage with every meal, even even if I'm on vacation or not. I would rather have the dessert. I don't need a glass of wine. I don't need a beer. I'd sure like to have that cheesecake, though. I can't remember how far back it was that they made this change in the Disney dining plan, but I had totally forgotten about the fact that desserts were gone. And it kind of makes me wrinkle my forehead just a little bit knowing that I can't get a dessert on the Disney dining plan. On quick service. It may only be just a little thing of cake. But I love that cake. Stuff is good, and it's not cheap if you got to buy it. Sure, the alcoholic beverages are not cheap either either if you want to buy them, yes. But I would rather have that option of either or. 
How about this, Disney? How about you give us an option instead of taking one away that most families are going to use all the time anyway? Most families are going to say, I would rather have the dessert. But couples may say, we would rather have the alcoholic beverage. Make it a choice. Don't make it an ultimatum. Give me a choice with my quick service. I'd like to have the carrot cake. I'd like to have the chocolate cake. I'd like to have the pudding. Instead of having a beer or a glass of wine. I think Disney needs to make that change. I haven't heard a lot of chatter about it, but it it makes me kind of wonder. So I'm going to ask the rest of the listeners of Press Row this. Have you had the same frustration with the Disney dining plan now that they've made that change? Having an alcoholic beverage option instead of having the dessert option with quick service. Does that bother you? Does that mean you don't want the Disney dining plan anymore because of something like that? It's different from every, for everybody. Not everybody's going to say, well, yeah, I don't want it then. That's no good. Get rid of it. Different people say different things, but we'd like to kind of get an opinion from all of you. So head over to the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. Post your comment there. You can send me an email to dw60 at srsounds.com with your comment on that. Or send me a message on the DW60 Facebook page talking about the Disney dining plan, the quick service option for no dessert, and the option now of having an alcoholic beverage. Those are your headlines, rumors, and emails. You're on Press Row. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. So there was one other thing that came up directly after DW60 aired last Thursday. It kind of happened overnight, I guess you could say in a way. And we've all heard the previous story about It's a Small World... Disney wanting to change it to a ride themed to Tangled. And pretty much everybody has come into agreement. Okay, that's not going to happen, okay? Let's just put that to rest right now. It's a small world at the Magic Kingdom is not going anywhere. Tangled is not going to be put into that attraction. Okay, let's just... That's it. But then something else comes up for an attraction right next door. Literally next door to It's a Small World. And immediately as this Disney-related site put it, it was breaking news and and people just started going, oh, come on, are you serious? You're doing this again. I'm not going to name the website. Well, people are like, stop it. Stop trying to cause controversy. Stop trying to make fake news, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, it's ridiculous to even think about. It's not going to happen. But I'm going to tell you about it anyway. Just in case you didn't know. So if you do hear about it, don't worry, it's not going to happen. But I am going to tell you this. So this site put this story out, and I'm going to read it. From their website, it says, Breaking news, we are hearing through our sources mm-hmm, yeah, that Walt Disney World plans on closing the Haunted Mansion in the near future to accommodate a cocoa overlay. Many visitors have wished for years to see the Nightmare Before Christmas overtake at Walt Disney World, but surveys have come back that the movie is just too dated. With the smash hit Coco, Disney seems sees an ample opportunity to capture more ethnicity in their theme parks. Stay tuned as this story develops for construction photos. I read this and I just, <laughs> I just really come on. No, 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 no. The haunted mansion is not going away with an overlay for Coco. It's it's not going to happen. They're not going to change that into a Coco attraction. Now, they did use the word overlay. Okay. 
Because when people read it, they're automatically saying, Oh, what? Haunted Mansion's going to close? Haunted Mansion's going away? Madame Leota is not going to be around anymore? You're not going to have the stretching room anymore? You're not going to have the graveyard scene? You're not going to have the song anymore? What's going on? No, that's not the case. I think the story was misinterpreted as Haunted Mansion is closing down forever. We won't have that version anymore. We'll have a version of Coco. No, it's not the case. That's not it. What I think they were trying to say with this article... And just bear with me here for a second, okay? When they say the word overlay, they say, well, the Haunted Mansion over in Disneyland gets the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay every single year for the holiday season. And Disney has already said on multiple occasions, we are not going to put this over at Walt Disney World. It's not going to happen. That's just the way it is. It's not going to happen. So Disney fans have had to get that out of their head for the longest time. Which is, I mean, kind of unfortunate. Yes, I get that. It's just not going to happen. Disney has said no. What this article was trying to say is during, let's say, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party that you would see Coco implemented into the Haunted Mansion for the time of Halloween. Now, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party goes from around mid-August all the way up until, what, November 2nd, November 3rd? A day or so after Halloween? Okay, so... Like I said, we're debunking the whole thing of the Haunted Mansion going away and all this construction photo. They're they're trying to mesh two different stories at the same time. That's what they're trying to do. Okay. It would make sense, in a way, to use Coco inserted into the current Haunted Mansion during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. It would fit. I think Disney could find a way to do it. I don't know if Disney will, because Disney doesn't want the Haunted Mansion like that at any time. They want it to stay true to what it is now. The biggest thing that a lot of people mention is the fact that they expect Coco to be put into the attraction over in Mexico in the World Showcase. That is where a lot of people expect Coco to go. Because, yes, the movie is fantastic. The attraction in Epcot leaves a lot to be desired and unfortunately needs to go through a change again. It used to be just the history and the culture of Mexico. Then they put uh, the three caballeros in there. And it's, you know, the same animation screens with Donald and his friends and three animatronics at the end of it. And, you know, it's just... uh, It was okay, but again, it it became repetitive. It became repetitive. What I want to see from Disney is this. If you want to do an overlay and insert Coco into the Haunted Mansion as of the way it is right now, just for the Halloween season, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Do not go and change the Haunted Mansion completely for Coco. I mean, if Disney were to really do that, then they would have a real problem on their hands. There are too many people out there that love the Haunted Mansion just the way it is. So don't mess with it. Don't touch it. You want to put Coco in during Halloween? That's fine. Now, if you want to go the route that most people are already talking about, putting it in Mexico in the World Showcase over at Epcot, here's what they need to do. Don't give me more old projection screens with animated characters on them implemented with the people of Mexico. Don't give me that. I don't want that anymore. That's old technology. It's been done over and over and over again. Nobody really has much interest in that anymore. What you need to do, there are some aspects of that attraction that you can't keep. Yes, like the outside. 
with the temple where the boats go by and everything where you see you can see it from the restaurant. Okay, that's fine. You can leave that part. There are a couple of portions in there which theme the culture of Mexico very, very well. When you first enter the tunnel, when you first go th- around, you enter that tunnel, really cool. Okay? But the rest of it, that small portion of the, of the attraction where it reminds you of It's a Small World, that's got to go. And the consistent animated screens with real people, that's got to go. Give me an attraction with Coco, but with animatronics. Disney, do what you know best. Give me animatronics from the movie Coco. That's a hit. That's a success. That's an attraction people will come back to over and over and over again. What's the max time that they have for that attraction right now in Mexico? What, five minutes? Ten minutes? Let me, let me look. As I'm recording this right now, I'm going to take a look and actually see what the wait time is for that attraction real fast. Let's take a look. Okay, so as of 5 o'clock Monday, wait time for that attraction is 15 minutes. Okay. That's better than what I have seen it in a long time. We're starting to get into that, you know, spring break time frame. Not completely and totally, you know, the spring breakers aren't there yet. It's a 15-minute wait for the attraction. When was the last time you saw it? 45 minutes. When was the last time you saw it? An hour. What, Christmas? New Year's? Be about the only time that I can think of. It's boring. It's yesterday's attraction. I want tomorrow's attraction. Give me that. That would work a lot better. But give me the animatronics for Coco as well. It's a lot of characters in, in, in the movie Coco to implement as animatronics in that attraction. But you could do it for the Haunted Mansion. During Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party time frame. You could do it during that time frame. You don't want to change the Haunted Mansion. Leave it as is, but if you want to implement Coco, okay, that's fine. But for a short amount of time, then give us back what we want. You see what I'm saying? So no, Disney community, do not freak out. Don't freak out. The Haunted Mansion is not going away for Coco. That is not happening. But how would you feel if during Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party... They implemented the characters from Coco into the attraction just the way they do with Jack Skellington and the Nightmare Before Christmas at the Haunted Mansion over in Disneyland. What would you think of that? I know it's not Jack Skellington. I know it's not the Nightmare Before Christmas. We're not going to get that. But would that be okay? And would you like to see Coco permanently put into the attraction over in the Mexican Pavilion in the World Showcase. Does it belong in Mexico? I think it does. I think that really needs to happen. Disney Imagineers need to be on the drawing board right now to make that happen. You want to do this whole overhaul of Epcot? You need to make that part of it. By 2021, you want all this. You want a new show there in the lagoon of the World Showcase? Fine, do it. You want to change up Universe of Energy to Guardians of the Galaxy? Fine, do it. Change that attraction in Mexico. Put Coco in there. Put a, animatronics in there. Get rid of that old technology. It's boring. Nobody really wants to see it anymore. So I just wanted to mention that to you guys. So I, I want to know your opinion. That's the thing. Send me an email over at dw60 at srsounds.com. dw60 at srsounds.com. Or you can send me a message on Twitter at dw underscore 60. Or the dw60 Facebook page as well. So just wanted to cover that before we end the show. Calypso music is hot. You wait till you taste the pepper on this one. 
Ico, Ico brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for sticking around and checking out the entire podcast. Now, if you want to contact me with any questions, you know, concerns, you got stories, or you may have something that you know about Walt Disney World that I haven't talked about that you want others to know about, all you have to do is send me an email. Send your email over to dw60 at srsounds.com. You can contact me on social media by heading over to Twitter. Twitter name is at DW underscore 60. And, of course, you can also send a message to me on the DW60 Facebook page. I'll be back again this next Thursday with another edition of DW60. All the great Walt Disney World music, the headlines, the rumors, the emails, all that stuff. If you want to catch the show in its entirety, happens every single Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time on Sorcerer Radio over at SR Sounds. Until next time, hope you have a fantastic week. This is Jeff Davis, DW60's Press Row Podcast. Have a great day. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookie Affair. I like that Wookie. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today, and remember... The Force will be with you, always. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace-yourselves guy on the Internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Sorcerer, thanking you, the listeners, for your continued support of Sorcerer Radio, a station committed to bringing the best Disney programming in keeping with Walt Disney's vision, a station where children and parents can have fun listening together and also transporting you back to that favorite place that you all love so much, Walt Disney World. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day. Hi, I'm Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano of Star Wars The Clone Wars and That's So Raven. And you're listening to DW60 with Jeff Davis on Sorcerer Radio.